0: That thing updated i I hear the problem is that I updated that video switcher mm-hmm. because um we've been having that we just started streaming to my YouTube channel and uh there's a delay the video is behind the audio, mm-hmm. and then you can in the machine you can <laughs> slow down the audio so that it matches up with the video and I did that, but I had to update it to, to do that, and whatever I did <laughs> like broke things. <laughs> Made things not work correctly. So the um, OBS that we use to stream with is not recognizing the cameras coming out of that
1: Hmm. box. I'm the least techie dude. I'm pretty bad, too. (laughs) I'm, like, forced to do it. Anything tech, I'm like, uh, you can handle it. It's supposed
2: to be our generation, though. My mom, is.
1: it's embarrassing sometimes. My mom is better than me.
2: Oh, really? Immigrant from Argentina, and I'll be like, Mom, I can't get this computer to rock. (laughs) She just fucking bangs it out. Argentina. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's better than me. My wife is Chilean, so oh, pretty close.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Neighbors. Yep. That's sick. Have you been Just down over there? over a
1: mountain. Yeah, same shit. You've been down there? Or yeah, no? a couple times, or yeah. quite a bit, actually. Yeah. That's dope. Definitely more than a couple times. <laughs> got married there. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So her whole family's down there? Yep. That's sick. Yeah, she's from there, born, raised. What's that flight? Probably
2: somewhat Argentina.
1: Um 12-ish? Yeah, if you were to go straight shot. Right, which is impossible. Yeah, uh, probably 12, straight shot, yeah. 13. Yeah, but it ends
2: up being a 20-hour day. Usually it's a
1: full day, yeah. Do I went once when I was maybe 7th or 8th grade,
2: and I have bad ADHD now, but like mm-hmm. then, you know, 13, hormones are going wild we're stuck in the chicago airport for like eight hours not stuck but layover yeah, it's because got a great route there's not a lot of flights that head that south so you go from here to chicago whatever that is four yeah. hours how much pokemon can i play yeah. and then and then you're stuck in this airport for eight hours and then you're i think 10 straight down yep and then i don't know is she from the capital
1: yep santiago so that's a little easier we're yeah. from
2: the middle of nowhere so you land in buenos Aires, and now you got like a five-hour drive oh down a dirt road oh, yeah some middle of nowhere I'm eight I never I haven't been back since that was part of <laughs> fuck that part even as reason. an adult <laughs> you know you're like dude an airplane yeah like we're not all huge but we're not normal sized dudes airplanes <laughs> suck yeah, yeah.
0: G- getting to South America is as bad as getting to Africa
2: it's probably similar
0: you know Africa is like 24 hours but if you go to
2: yeah, yeah but if you go to like San Francisco And you could fly straight to London, and then at the beginning, you head straight down to Africa, depending on where you go.
3: That's actually what we did when we were, what? Yeah, when when I was 13, you were 15, we got to go to Africa with our whole family. Where'd you go? Kenya. We flew into Nairobi. That was a gnarly trip. Like, the the whole part about it was just crazy. Like... Even flying into Nairobi and then we we're staying in a hotel right next to the Israeli embassy. So it's like, you know, I grew up in Sacramento, like I've never even seen a machine gun. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like guys walking around our hotels with like AKs. I'm well, like, what are we that's like how I got like that Well, was my mind first you, we arrived
1: into Africa at eleven o'clock at night. So then these buses pull up to the airstrip, and our our family's kind of like, are these our buses? Like, <laughs> no one's really telling us where to go. Are your things? parents like travelers, or is this just kind of on a whim? Our family's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, pretty.
3: Well, traveling. the craziest thing. So it was our, our grandparents went like two years before, loved it, and uh. so just like saved up enough money to take our entire family. There were thirty of us.
2: Oh, holy crap!
3: Yeah, thirty. So it's like of a
2: us. family reunion, but in
3: it Africa. Was in Africa.
1: Africa. <laughs> we were mobbing, and, and deep then in yeah, Africa. yeah. That's wild And
3: then and then we weren't even staying in a hotel. We were camping. Oh, on, like, shit. the plains the of bush. Africa. Like, that's so, big. we... Oh, wow. Like, the people we toured with are the only people that have an agreement with the Maasai tribe, like, the native people. So, you're... They, like, guard your camp while you're asleep because... From what? People or tigers? Everything. Everything. Lions, Everything. I guess.
2: I'm going to get roasted. I know tigers are there. <laughs> <bear>. Lions.
3: <laughs> but, like, one night, like, a herd of elephants walked right through the middle of our camp. That's and we have, sick. like, like tents, like... Yeah, they'll kill you. Yeah, no. Yeah. like we weren't protected at all. And so... Majority of the night was just us, like because it was just all like the younger cousins sleeping in one tent. The first night we're like hearing shit outside the tent. We're like, "What are we doing out yeah. here?" Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I was how did sleeping. anyone think this was safe? Well, mind you, the tent has
3: like a two foot gap <laughs> from
1: the ground to the bottom of the tent. So, I mean, snakes, snakes. anything oh, could just come oh. under. So I mean, like snakes. Yeah. What is going on here? Are oh you guys
2: so you're well traveled as a family? Are you guys also outdoorsy campy, or was this just for the experience?
3: Oh, uh, our mom must have hated that because she's not outdoorsy. Yeah, because I'm campy. not a campy, but there, like, there's some
2: people, all my friends are hunters and fishermen. Yeah, and if they go to Africa, they're doing it that way. Yeah, and if I'm going to Africa, I'm probably finding a hotel. We
3: literally went from never camping in our entire family lives. To the first experience being in oh, africa shit.
2: oh my
0: god yeah, so because
3: she like refused it. like she won't sleep in a tent i yeah. think it was the only option at that point so she was kind of forced into it
2: but. i do feel a respect for that though not only for your mother for not going <laughs> to a hotel route but yeah. like if you're going to do a country or a food or even yeah. a city one of my favorite things to do when i travel is i do like hotels so i'll get a hotel downtown mm-hmm. and then i just wake up and walk yeah i mm-hmm. found a coffee shop and then you walk right, in the city. I right, did that right. in Toronto, I did it in mm-hmm. Miami, all these and then you get a, a feel of the culture. Yeah. And if you're going to go to Africa and stay in a Hilton, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I want I want to do that, right? Like Kenya, can, can you, you know, like yeah. Yeah. May, maybe if you're in South Africa, that's a little bit more European-ish. Um, that's yeah. the culture you're feeling there, yeah. but yeah, if you're going to Kenya. Can you maybe yeah.
0: get, get like a Lawrence of Arabia tent, you know, a big like uh, yeah. pavilion mm-hmm. tent and have, and glamp a little bit instead yeah. of yeah. just like camping? My,
2: uh, shout out to my kid, uh, Brandon. I coached him in basketball growing up. Toughest SOB I've ever coached. Uh, I don't know if he, because I, I, Facebook and social media, you only get tidbits of what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Somehow he ended up in Africa and <laughs> it, somehow he ended up on a tent in Africa. And so I get all these pictures and he's like hanging out with a rhino. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? But shout out to him because I looks sick. I, yeah. And I think he lived there for a year. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. I don't think I could do all that. Um, yeah. and then yeah, our friend Lisa, who actually brought me to this gym back in the day, is from South Africa. Wow. And so she always sends pictures and stuff and she's out on safaris and there's right, you know, right. cheetahs and shit. Yeah. It's just so different than Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. A, a complete opposite. <laughs> we have some corn, yeah. we have some rice. <laughs> yeah. We've got some cattle.
3: Yeah. yeah. And I think that was kind of that's what our grandparents wanted us to experience. Like I I remember one of the days, like, you you saw kills. Like, you saw animals get absolutely annihilated. And, like, the lions would be very, like, tame about it. Like, they would, you know, stalk, hunt, and then they, like, suffocate it. So the animal, like, yeah, obviously it dies. Not a great way to describe it. But you see the hyenas. Oh, my. And it's like they do not – they don't fucking wait for yeah. the animal to die. They just start eating it. Yeah. I'm
1: talking ten hyenas Eating guts while the things like oh my god, and I remember like that, and I remember, yeah, yeah, because I love like Planet Earth, the show and
2: stuff. And in person, I'm sure there's a little bit more of you know looking through your fingers, but I'd probably want to see it.
3: And then I remember my grandpa's mentality was like, "Don't look away." Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, your guy's eyelids open, fucking sits you down. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you you need to see this. Like a scene out of Clockwork Orange. No, I kind of agree with him. Yeah, so it was yeah, it was definitely a gnarly experience, and I mean not a lot of people in their lives get to see it so it was pretty crazy Uh, yeah
0: my wife took a couple of trips to Uganda um, like medical mission kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and that was rough yeah I mean that was that was pretty rough like going to the latrine maybe the worst of it you know yeah like in the middle of the night, if you go to the bathroom, Jeez. it's like it's like bad. Yeah, yeah, you just hold that till the sun. comes Yeah, out. Yeah. 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 Or, but then you're not going to sleep. You're not going to sleep anyway. And getting there yeah. was like you. Would, it would it like I said take 24 hours to and the get the time there
2: change and, is probably 12 hours or whatever. Yeah, Something it was bad. A lot. Yeah. Something not healthy for our brains. Yeah. yeah,
0: for real. The crazy thing is that though that she was near someplace that had Wi-Fi, and so <laughs> like she would click into the Wi-Fi, and she would you know text me and tell me you know what was going
3: on, uh, but. <sighs> Well, We'll it's crazy to see like technology is everywhere. Like the Maasai warriors we were with, they would be in full, like like, regular, yeah, uh, (laughs) of what they would wear. And then they would have like a phone on their hip. Yeah. And it's crazy, I guess, because they have to keep in contact with the people, like the guides who bring us out there. But it's like, I guess out there, if you call somebody, you don't get charged for it. So the... Like, Mas, I would call and then immediately hang up. And the guy's <laughs> back. <laughs> all right, we got to yeah. call him back. Yeah. So they got like, the call. a Like, call and collect
2: was a thing when I was a kid. Because my parents didn't give me cell phones. So they yeah. gave me, like, a couple quarters. They dropped me off at the mall or the movie. And they are like, <laughs> like, hey, call, learn how to call collect. Yeah. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. No.
3: You see those, like, spaces in the airport where those used to be. And there's just nothing on the wall. It's just ripped out. It's right.
2: wild. That's what. We were talking about that earlier, how fast social media is and how people don't realize how new and mm. consuming it is. Yeah. A, a, 10 years? Yeah. Instagram was 2011. YouTube Probably. was 2007.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Six. Man,
2: that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that's everyone. I mean, YouTube, especially Instagram too, but YouTube, Facebook are our household names. Yeah. Moms mm-hmm. know them. Oh, grandmas yeah. know them. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. That's the same as NBC television. Like every yeah. single person knows that. Yeah, that's true. That. Mm-hmm. But Snapchat, TikTok, yeah. things
3: come, but like they're so normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. YouTube. I, we talk to kids. Like I'll be like, what'd you do today? They're like, YouTube. Just watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah there's on YouTube like, and it's like scary. Cause I know, I know if I spent 15 minutes on YouTube, like where I'll keep clicking, I'm yeah. like a 10 year old, like, God, I don't know. I don't even want to know what they're like, what rabbit hole they're getting down. I forgot
2: YouTube. the stat. And, it, and it, so don't quote me. Hence the name of this silly podcast. But <laughs> I think in 2016, the average like teen watched like seven hours of YouTube a week, which isn't mm-hmm. insane, but like, that's a chunk. Yeah. Um, and they're probably still watching movies and, Instagram and whatever. I'd imagine it probably has gone up. I would uh, imagine that has um, gone up a lot. But even when I was a kid, like, I watched YouTube for, like, a music video that I want mm-hmm. to watch on, like, repeat or a song. Maybe a how-to. Yeah. But I didn't even know it was, like, a thing. And now it's everything. Now it's everything. Yeah, you can um, learn anything. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> we should have you guys introduce yourself just so that
2: um, <laughs> <laughs> the audience has some <laughs> idea. I was going to segue real good. Okay. We can do the intro
3: and then I'll segue. Okay. <laughs>
2: Hit it. Who are you? Where are you from? we got the HyperThrive uh,
3: brothers, two of the three. Yep. Yeah, two, two-thirds of us. So I'm, my name's Joe. Um, I'm the youngest of the three. I'm the director of strength and performance at HyperThrive. Um, yeah, and we so I guess we should introduce Hyper yeah, as well. So <laughs> we're a, we're a, a strength and conditioning performance facility. Um, we work with general population, but then on the athlete side of things, work mostly with baseball and softball players. So a lot of rotational athletes, um, and we've been in our location now for three years in Sacramento.
1: Yeah, and I'm uh, Nolan Grinstein. I'm actually the middle brother. Aaron couldn't couldn't be with us. Too today. busy, dude. I know. right? Big dog does always always <laughs> something going on. <laughs> Um I head up the speed and agility, all that at the, the facility. Um, yeah. I appreciate you guys.
2: I uh, first found you, I think, through our mutual friend, Ramsey. Yeah. I uh, mm-hmm. saw him post something, like, probably when you just opened. Yeah. Um, it was probably about three years ago. And then uh, you guys were kind enough to let me use your facility for a photo shoot two and a half, three years ago. And mm-hmm. then I just kind of kept up with what you guys were doing. You got two facilities now. Yeah. Um, Baseball-specific-ish. Yeah. um the other one's a little bit of throwing a little bit batting we were trying to have our homie kyle on here who's going to manage our gym because uh i told your brother he uh, played for the rangers a little bit out of high school fucking stud yeah. uh he couldn't make it today but uh because he would have a lot more better questions than me because <laughs> i don't know shit about baseball but what i wanted to start with is the number one advice everyone gives when you're doing business don't work with friends mm-hmm. and don't work with family <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh and we were talking about culture. I don't think we were recording yet. I don't even know when we press go. But we were talking three of us about culture and how important that is to mm-hmm. everything you do. Uh mm-hmm. hopefully friendships, families, definitely businesses. And I yeah. think definitely businesses um where you are giving a service or you have people involved, um, or even selling a product, the story and the culture should lead the way. If you're just selling mm-hmm. a t shirt to keep somebody warm, I don't think you go that far. Mm-hmm. Um and you guys said how it's maybe easier for you because it's already built in. Three yeah. brothers, yeah. similar-ish age. You're probably beating each other up all your whole life. Uh, what was the first steps and was there? And this is the honest hour too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys cannot talk. You <laughs> can talk shit on each other. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what was there an idea like? Man, I probably shouldn't open it with my bro. He always picked on me. Or this guy's an idiot and he's not gonna handle the money well. Or yeah. uh, what was the process of, of, of choosing
1: to do it with family? And, and how's it going so far? You know starting off with um the the family part i i get that so much like yeah. how do you do it you know i if i had to go into business with my family like there's no way i i could do it and it's not even that we didn't even really decide like before we started really that it was going to be you know a business it kind of just organically happened yeah. mm-hmm. we didn't all decide okay let's go get our kinesiology degree Let's open up this gym and then we'll get going from there. Um, We all kind of took our separate paths in the industry and then it kind of just organically meshed together. Um, I think one of the biggest things is being able to be open. Like if you're, if you can't communicate and Uh, you don't have a relationship where you can communicate a ton, that's when it can get tricky. Yeah. But us, you know. He can come tell me, you know, fuck off like this is, you know, and we'll be fine. We're not going to take it to heart. So really just being open and being able to communicate is
3: huge. I think, yeah, I agree. It's, you know, it's that I hear that sentiment every single time. It's like, I don't know how you do it. And honestly, I'm like, uh, I don't know how we wouldn't have done it. Like, I can't imagine doing it on my own. Yeah. And like you said like we all were going very separate routes. Like I went into school as a graphic design major. So I okay. had no intention Sick. of doing anything strength and conditioning wise. He was on a route to do physical therapy and Aaron was just focused on business. And then completely us taking our own paths they kind of merged together. We all came back to Sacramento at the exact same time. I was in Boston, he was living in Chile, Aaron was living in Texas, and for some reason we all moved back to Sacramento at the exact same time, we were all pursuing strength and conditioning. So we just started working together, like it only made sense. Um, And then from a, a communication standpoint, like Nolan said, like. I, like I would never sit here and act like we don't have disagreements and like, like any brother does. But I think we learned from a very early age from our parents and the culture that they set within our family. Like, yeah, you guys are going to beat each other up. But then after, like fucking make it right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so like we've had heated discussions and arguments. And I think if it weren't with somebody that I was, you know, as close with. I think that would like stick around for longer, but it almost feels like with family, it's like you have that blow up. You have like an argument that is productive, right? Like not all arguments are bad arguments. Some of them are good and we have good arguments. And then after it just snaps right back into being a good relationship and being a good situation. So I can definitely see, I mean, there's there's pitfalls and there's positives, to everything. But it seems like with us and with our relationships, the positives far outweigh any negatives that come from working with family.
2: And, and Like, what's the counter? Like, don't work with family and friends. Like, work with strangers. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> like that's what I don't never yeah. got. And like,
2: like you said, like maybe there's people that say they can't do it with their family. Well, like, well maybe your family sucks. Yeah. yeah. Or, or or you just don't get along with them, which is mm-hmm. fine. In that case, you shouldn't work yeah. with family. But not yeah. working with family as a whole doesn't seem like a good general rule Mm -hmm. especially yeah like it sounds like you guys have awesome parents awesome family you grew up loyal to each other and Mm -hmm. and you'll fight each other until you have a common enemy and then you got each other's back yeah and i think that's got to be number one because then who else do you want on your back yeah like someone who might be selfish someone who might not care about you someone who might not care about the business the same as Mm -hmm. you uh jim and i have been through some weird shit for 10 years (laughs) so we kind of know we have each other's backs you know um and then same thing with friends like yeah, I wouldn't do business with any friend. I'm not saying doing business with your stepfather's uncle's sister <laughs> whose family, I'm saying, you know, like yeah. and I'm not just going to go do it with every mm-hmm. friend. Um but it seems like a no-brainer to me. Well, I think it depends on how things start too. Mm-hmm. Because if you have the
0: the idea to start a business and you have a family member that can uh, contribute to that, and you get along well enough, I, I, what's the what's yeah. the downside? If you want to go into a specialized area that you don't have anybody around you, then you're going to be stuck with a, a stranger. You're going to have to develop a really yeah, yeah, that's true. And,
1: and another huge thing is, I think we've talked about this before, is really setting guidelines on. What each other's um, responsibilities responsibilities roles. are, because you know if you get into a business and those aren't set in place no. and people don't really know what they're supposed to be doing, that's where heads can you know For can sure. be butted and that type of thing. Um So really laying down the line of like you know what everyone's roles and responsibilities are, so that when things get hectic, we're not fighting about no, you were supposed to do this yeah. and you were supposed to do this. Everything is under control what about
2: the training portion was there uh there's a tons of things to tackle when you're when you're opening a business but then Mm -hmm. um even like your guys business there's layers right like is there any philosophical core training things like you said you you went your own path strength Mm -hmm. conditioning came to kinesiology pt Mm -hmm. pt's view on on how you should squat might be different than oh yeah meathead who just wants to get strong's Mm -hmm. view versus brother who you know played baseball over here like is there
3: philosophical or did you guys kind of all agree on general strength training principles. I feel like like this is a point in our business where some businesses, some training business especially, have like a catchy slogan for like what they do. You know, I wish that I had that. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing that we come like keep coming back to is like do shit that works. Mm. Because how my training style, even compared to a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, it evolves every single year and every single time I write a new training program. Like I feel like I'm getting better and better. And I think we obviously take very different routes as far as education. Like, what I want to study is very different than what he wants to study. But I try to be as open as I possibly can to him bringing something to the table and saying, hey, like, try this out. And I think that's one thing that maybe is difficult about working with family is like dropping the ego and saying, okay, maybe he's like smarter than me about this. So, like, maybe he has a better idea on this. And I think that's something that I've had to grow with is like going into every situation of maybe I am wrong and like, how can I possibly learn from what he's doing? But I think like the main philosophy for us is like, just do what works. Don't, don't do what's like you think is going to sell or what you think people want. It's like, give people exactly what they need and anything else like cut the bullshit.
2: Yeah. That's the part I did mention is like, you guys made uh, uh, like parody videos making fun of, (laughs) why is it baseball in particular is really bad. Like, there's, there's yeah. trash trainers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Fitzbo world, big booty world's really bad with some of the mm-hmm. just really nonsensical training methodologies. Basketball's definitely has some trash, too. Mm. Football, for sure. Boxing, I don't know enough about the sport, <laughs> but I do know enough about strength and conditioning that they just do dumb shit. Yeah. Um, but baseball, for some reason, seems like a pocket where people are doing, I, 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 whether you call it ultra-specific... but props to you because i think when you don't have a slogan like you just said you just want to do shit that works yeah not everyone because there's some the west side conjugate stuff that's definitely relatable to athletes and even some powerlifting. um not everything named sucks but often Mm -hmm. when you have to have a name for your thing Mm -hmm. it sucks yeah like it's same thing like mike what's your like training for i don't know you know like (laughs) yeah i i I use some daily undulating stuff Mm i i'm you know, we have to use some specific barbell movements when we want to do that. But yeah. what are your goals? And then I'm gonna yeah. tailor this kind of over here. I don't have like a P ninety X or like mm-hmm. a West Side or yeah. like a it, it, But it would sell way better if you did. W- Dude, <laughs> this podcast would be lit if I could <laughs> if I could be more of like a polarizing yeah. figure. Yeah, but the the truth is it's not black and white training. Yeah. It's not black and white athletes. Um yeah, so it's hard to come about. But, uh, yeah, the parodies I love. And that's how I kind of – so I knew Ram was hanging out with you. And, and Ram's a smart dude, Hell logical yeah. dude, obviously uh, academic uh, smart, but he's also uh, applies it. And him mm. and I train together and, and talk to each other. So I know him and I were on the same um, values of training mm-hmm. or, like, the same eye point. And so I knew he was hanging out with you guys. And I was like, all right, well, he's probably not going to go hang out with some, like, bossu ball lovers. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Just because yeah. yeah. you can't relate. You yeah. just can't yeah. relate. Yeah. I, I I not that I judge them as humans but like you and I are, we're not doing the same shit. You're a lesser yeah. person. You're not doing the same shit as me. You know, you don't understand yeah. where my head is yeah. here in training. Yeah. Uh, we can't really communicate about training. And even today you're like, mm-hmm. "Hey bro, you want to grab some bench? We grab bench for an hour before you chat." Yeah. That's kind of how we relate to humans on yeah. on our level, you know? Yeah.
3: Yeah, and I think you have to be open about communicating that to your athletes as well as just the general public too, is like my philosophy is constantly changing. Like I'll have pro guys come back where I don't see them for five months or I'm writing their, you know, in season program. And that's pretty basic. Just, you know, keeping them strong, keeping them resilient. And then they come back and there'll be something very new in the program. And they're like, what the hell is this? Why is this different than last year? And I'm like, if, if I didn't have something that has evolved since the last time you were in here, like you're, I'm not doing my job well enough sure. for you. You should go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. If, if my philosophy hasn't changed, even if it's small since sure. the last time you were in here, like you, I, you shouldn't be paying me. And I think the way I think about it, and I see it a lot in like high quality trainers, is you go out, you get new information, you integrate it, And then you tear it back down. It's like you add, 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 tear it back down, add, 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 tear it back down. Because every time, I mean, every time we go to a new conference, you're going to find something you're excited about. And maybe it does have application, but you have to figure out how it applies into your specific situation and your population. And the only way to do that is through actually utilizing it. And I think that's probably the biggest benefit that I've noticed about being in the position I am where I own my own gym and I'm responsible for programming entirely is that a lot of coaches, their experience is like, they go into facility, they work for like three to five years where they're almost entirely influenced by whatever that facility already does and they don't have responsibility of... Um, taking ownership and like fully developing their own program. Where I was like twenty two and everybody was like, Okay, you're in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had like obviously I did some things where I look back now and I'm like, that probably wasn't the smartest decision, but I learned a lot because I had to implement it and I learned through failure. Sure. And it's not necessarily like failure, like nobody got hurt or you know, I didn't fuck anybody up in the gym, but because I had the ability to really like test my my athletes. I think get the benefit of that because I have had the freedom to test what works and what doesn't.
2: When, if you have a basis, like I said, like judging you guys and judging Ram and judging other coaches, it's not like you're, flipping the coin uh, 180 (laughs) it's it's not we're only doing pistol bossu squats to now all right let's get some basic hinges and Mm -hmm. right like you have a base you have a base knowledge and logic and it's just kind of the the sprinkles here and there Mm -hmm. or uh, we need to work on more rotational stuff this year last year i think we worked too much rotational these guys poor obliques were hurting let's tone that down they get enough in batting practice or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be rather than you know what is the fitness industry sadly Mm -hmm. is like all carbs, no carbs, yeah. only mm-hmm. veggies, only this, only, you know, and then yeah. and now everybody's fucked. Well, yeah. yeah, it's
1: all about, you know, trial and error. Yeah. Like, you you have to be okay with failing to grow. And that's kind of like go, going back to culture. Yeah. You know, like, if you don't, if you're not okay with that, and you just stay in your little box, and you don't try other things, and you're, you're afraid to show vulnerability and that type of thing, then, you know, you're never going to actually provide the best services you possibly can so yeah. be okay with failing but grow from that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. you guys uh, ever have an issue kind of counter to that
2: because of social media although my whole life's built on it so i can't talk too much shit on it because you always make it sound negative there's tons yeah. of positives yeah. but there's a lot of negatives of the kind of parodies hopefully we can link it or something because their videos are good like the parody videos mm-hmm. you guys did on batting and fucking doing a 360 off a of fucking box to hit a ball when you don't need to hit a ball like that or whatever Uh, is there athletes or is there a hurdle for you to talk to your pro guys or college guys and say like yeah man Joe just really has me like squat like, I see this shit on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. They're doing this stuff with medicine yeah. balls. I'm yeah. going to go work with this dude. Like, this yeah. dude's doing this uh, plyo push-up talking about velocity. Yeah. And you're just trying to get me stronger. I think you suck, coach. I'm going yeah. over here. Do you have to, like, explain it to him, Or yeah. or most of your guys kind of bought in from the, the first place? Because even uh, college pro strength and conditioning coaches, I'll fire right at you, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> some of them don't know what they're doing either. Yeah. You know, some of them are breeding the culture of yeah. shit, yeah. of, of yeah. gimmicks, of I look good or do this stuff rather than what works.
3: Yeah. I think I take my responsibility and role as an educator as seriously as I do as a coach. Like I'm a coach and I'm going to make sure that what you're doing in the weight room makes sense. But also I need to know that you're an educated athlete. So when you do walk out of the door, you're not going to go to one of those facilities. And like we talked about, like that is a natural progression of a gym. Your athlete is not always going to be your athlete. They're going to have to move or go somewhere else. Life's going to change, but you need to make sure that they're equipped with the tools to make the right decisions when it comes to, training themselves or you know whatever the case might be so like I definitely make it a point to bring our athletes up educate them on what I think is important for you know you to be doing as an athlete but then it's like it's so simple like training like everybody tries to make it so goddamn complex but it's so simple it's like out i had an athlete um come up to me last week and we're doing more like dynamic effort stuff right now focused in um like our compound lifts so a lot of stuff is like more on the speed strength realm of you know the force velocity curve i'm making it way more Damn, complex just got nerdy, dude. yeah <laughs> i try yeah no, i tried good, to say no. it was simple but no, then you're walking that yeah. line no it's good, it's good it's good um and he was like he was like well when's the next time we're gonna max <laughs> like, <you know>? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like to an athlete that's a, like me I'm immediately, you know, fired up. I'm like, God damn it, why are yeah. you asking that question? But yeah. then you have to bring yourself down like, okay, like that's what he sees on Instagram. Yeah. That's what he thinks is important for him as an athlete. Let's talk about why you think that's important and let me make sure you know why we're doing this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, and we we do a lot of skill work in there too. So we do like underloaded um throwing, which is basically like you throw a lighter ball than a baseball mm. with the hopes that moving faster makes you better at moving faster. Sure. Right? So I'm... With the trap bar, okay, if we're moving the trap bar faster, what do you think that applies to in general athletics? It's like, oh, moving faster. Yeah. Okay, so that's why we're doing it. Yeah. Like, we're moving faster so that you can move faster. You only get better at things you do. So that's why we're not always on that, you know, end of the spectrum because as a baseball player or as an athlete, there's not enough time for you to produce max force. Like, it just does not apply to the sport. But people aren't going to, like, tell them that. Like, there's a lot of gyms where it's, you know, I take my – uh, sign of success as a strength coach is I know that I have kids in here that can deadlift 600 pounds. Does that have any application to the baseball field? They might make an argument for it and it makes them go home and like feel really good about their job. Sure. When you have a better understanding of what the necessities of the sport are, you understand that there's not a one-to-one equation with that. And so you have to make sure athletes know that too. And you need to make it simple. It's like, well, we move fast so that you can be better at moving fast. Yeah. We move heavyweights so that you can be stronger. Like we're always going to do a little bit of everything, but make sure the athletes understand why things are in the program. So the, when they have to do that, whatever that is on their own, they understand like, okay, I think I need to get stronger. Let's move some heavyweights. Um, feeling like i need to be a little bit faster we need to do things that are going to you know force me to move fast
2: yeah even that walks such a fine line because uh, i'm not a throwing coach by any means i understand some biomechanics i understand strength and conditioning and so like there's that line of uh uh throwing a lighter ball mm-hmm. moving a little slower moving a little faster throwing a heavy ball do you throw heavy balls
3: yeah yeah, we did. But then w-
2: where, where does that line go? Because then usually a guy on Instagram would say, well, we're going to throw a big ball. We're going to throw a basketball. <laughs> just get bigger. No, for sure. But yeah, well, I mean, you know what I mean? And yeah. so like for someone who's not into strength and conditioning or, or – or, or, That's or when phys- the BOSU ball comes in. Well, physiology <laughs> – no, 100%. the BOSU ball. What? <laughs> but, but No, but you're like, all right, all right. so we got to throw – okay, well, I want to be balanced when I throw a coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard this BOSU ball thing. Yeah. And the BOSU ball always gets ripped. I'm sure there's some application for some uh, rehab yeah. stuff on your ankle. Yeah. We'll throw a BOSU ball in there, but yeah. it's just not – you can't. Just add it to any exercise and call it good. Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's understandable yeah. why these guys k- want to do this Instagram shit or yeah. these Instagram coaches end up down that route. Yeah. Well, now we're going to throw in uh, ankle-high sand, and now <laughs> we're going to throw in the water. And, you know, and some of yeah. that, again, might apply, but is it optimal? Yeah. Does it really work? Or can we simplify it? Like, all right, we're just going to
3: throw a wiffle ball. Yeah. It's going to be simple. We're going to yeah. get the same you know stimulus we need. Yeah. And I think it's – like you mentioned, like there's so many positives to – social media as well. Yeah, and I yeah. think everybody in strength and conditioning rip social media. Yeah, and like the me. comment is like, don't just put something in a, an athlete's program because you thought it looked cool on Instagram. Okay. But on the other end of that, I'm inspired by a lot of sure. great coaches on Instagram sure. and a lot of great coaches post something and they do a fantastic job of explaining exactly what their thought process is, why it's in the program and how it fits into the application of the right. program why would I not be inspired by that? And why would I not let that influence me? For sure. But it's like, who are you allowing to influence you? Like I follow great coaches right. on Instagram, but there's a lot of shitty posts. How like, how do you even know house of highlights, a huge sports yeah. freaking outlet uh. just posted a dude, like <laughs> jumping onto kettlebells. Like yeah. he literally put kettlebells yeah. on a box and jumped onto the kettlebells. Jeez, oh. yeah. And they're Sounds like, safe. they're like, this guy's workouts are next level. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. Who the hell posted that? Like, it's a circus trick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. But that's a skill in itself. Yeah. Like, what skill are we trying to work on here? Throwing harder or bouncing on a kettle? Waiting for a kid to come in and, like, ask me to. (laughs) I'm
2: sure sure in my world, you know, like, YouTube-y type stuff, too, is like, that's the norm. You yeah. know, the bench pressing on fire and you know, all this shit. <laughs> We're like, there, there's an entertainment guy, thing, so that's not going to be <laughs> there's happening. There's a lot of ch- guys. I mean, yeah, you look, <laughs> if you sign the waiver, <laughs> do what the fuck you want to do. Uh, but there's a line to that, too, and, and, and it, the training an athlete in particular, but any human is more complex as well because mm-hmm. um, that one athlete comes to you. Hey, coach, I want to max out. Well, if you know that guy's down on his luck, he struck out fucking three yeah. games in a row. Like maybe I need to give this kid a win. Yeah, all right, man. fuck it, Timmy. We're For gonna real. go throw on three fifteen, yeah. bro. PR yeah. day, you know. Yeah. And then he leaves the gym with his chest high. Yeah, dude's gonna go hit a homer. Yeah, God you know what it, I mean, Timmy. Yeah. Hell so yeah. like, there's some lines too, because because <laughs> yeah. as a real coach, it, it's a more. I think I read it on your thing too. You used the term holistic, mm-hmm. uh, which I, we just did a whole. Podcast kind of all around that topic of how to coach people because it's more than X and O's. It's yeah. more than how hard you pitch. It's not just the it, that's great if you can throw ninety five up in Roseville in your guys' facility. Mm-hmm. You ain't throwing ninety five in a game. Fuck you. Yeah. 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 Straight yeah. Up. You know what I mean? And yeah. and and that's like baseball in particular, I think, because it's so statistically driven, mm-hmm. people make that that claim. Oh, I throw ninety five. Oh, dude, you're going pro then. Yeah. Well, not if you're not doing it in front of ten thousand people. If you yeah. shit the bed, yeah. uh, not if your For arm's real. gonna fall off. Yeah. Not you know, not if your head's a crapper and coaching a strengthening addition. Is the same way if you can't get the kid to buy into the program buy into the culture if you can't get the kid uh excited happy confident and resilient and Mm -hmm. throwing hard Mm -hmm. now really what's the the point of this whole damn thing
3: and that's where relationships are like so key like i i'm so confident in the relationships that we've built with our athletes and i think that We do it really well. I'm not going to say we do it better than anybody else. And your culture is your culture. Like, I hate when people preach, like, we've got a better culture than everybody. You have a different culture than everybody. That's why it's a culture. It's not, you can't compare it to (laughs) somebody else. Yeah, how do you rate it? Yeah. So I think, like, our culture is one that builds trust. But it's also, like, I understand that you, as a 16-year-old, want to have bigger biceps. Like, I totally get that. (laughs) When I was 16, I did too. So me as a coach, how do I fit that into the program where it actually makes sense? So, like, we run, like, a high-low model where Monday, Wednesday, Friday are high CNS days. So that's where we get our heavy compound lifts, Mm -hmm. fast sprinting, good jumps, whatever. On Tuesday and Thursday, we're more focused on, you know, like, basically allowing them to recover between their high bouts of intense exercise. But on that day, like, if we want to hit some biceps and triceps, like – that's not going to smash our CNS. That's fine. So, right. well, Timmy yeah. now can come and hit 315 yeah. on he Monday. get a Tinder date.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. God, that's are, helping. That's helping about the month. Are 16 year allowed on
3: Tinder? I have no clue. No, probably not. I'm oh, a
2: not a dad for a I reason. Yeah, <laughs> <I have. laughs> but that, that's
0: going to take me to another question. <laughs> yeah. However, I do want to ask you. Like you were talking about, like coaches that you, you like to see on yeah. on social media. Not to call you out, but who who do you like? So and who do you hate? <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's what I Even want to talk talking to you. Even <laughs> that's better. what I want to know. Yeah, I mean Ramsey Nijem is yeah. one person yeah. that has inf- he's influenced me a ton. Um Vernon Griffith, uh Stronger by Science, that's Max Schmarzo, Paul Fabritz, who's PJF performance. Um I'm trying to think who else. David Gray. David Gray is incredible. He's a physiotherapist. Um man. Yeah, all those guys are are awesome. Uh any
2: of them uh baseball specific? Like mm, Ram ended shoot. up
3: basketball specific just because of of his them, career. Actually. Oh, yeah. Kyle Rogers, who's our director of throwing, he's really great. The Muscle Doc, um, Killian Hamilton. I mean, there's, yeah, there's muscle so many. Jordan doc? shallow. Jordan, Jordan, yeah, Jordan's my guy. Yeah, I've like,
2: <laughs> known Jordan for like five years. I was like Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <was> like, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, Jordan. Yeah, yeah, Jordan's yeah. the best. Do you know, he's a NorCal guy, or he was. He was yeah, living in Stanford. At Jose. Stanford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, I mean, he's moving around. I think he got. Rumor was he got caught in australia covid yeah he, so he did yeah. i think yeah, he's wow. back in canada now yeah yeah jordan's a good guy next time have you met him
3: um no i actually have not <gasps> we'll you bring him like next time you, you feel like you yeah. know people through social media and then yeah. you have like no jordan's idea.
2: a good dude I'll, I'll drag him up to roseville next time he's Love in town that. Let's yeah he's it. a good guy it's he, yeah he's really Jack. but guys like that are another one another ram uh example and i use guys like ram. i don't know, if you know uh, eric helms yep there's guys like this that i throw out we had eric on here um
0: also local. Yeah, Sacramento guy. Grew
2: up in keep, Folsom. Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, he, he did it way better than I can re-explain now, but um, talk about like how to find a gimmick or how to find some, a coach that's not doing well. Uh, oh, wow. We were joking having you tell us who coaches you hate, but yeah. he gave like a science because he's so fucking smart, like a scientific breakdown on a couple rules you can follow to find out if something's a gimmick, yeah. whether it be supplements or a coach or an exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forgot some of them because I'm stupid and not smart like him. But guys like Jordan mm-hmm. who went to school to be a chiropractor but hangs out with PTs, hangs yeah out with power lifters guys like you guys who are are baseball players into physio stuff into into strength and conditioning but you hang out with ram who's Mm -hmm. like a basketball guy who's another guy who lifts weights played basketball but Mm -hmm. has the academia right if you tie yourself into just being a meathead mm-hmm. which again that's why I was talking shit to typical strength and conditioning coaches or just yeah. guys that were kind of strong football players and then all of a sudden became head strength and conditioning coach yeah. at like a pro
3: team somehow. Now they bring uh, the energy baby. Dude that's it. They're kind of tra- <laughs>
2: mustaches trap tanks yeah. and just fucking screaming at <laughs> Throw people. Throw on your khakis. Yeah. And <laughs> What are we doing today, Coach? Uh, maxing out again. Uh, <laughs> uh, those kind of guys, right, where like now strength and conditioning, especially baseball, basketball, some of these sports that weren't as so heavy into uh, lifting are mm-hmm. now really evolving yeah. uh, and to be multifaceted, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I'm, I'm glad I connected with you guys. And again, Ram and all those examples mm-hmm. you gave uh, are so amazing because they're not just meatheads that have the biggest biceps that you're trying to learn from yeah. anymore.
3: And I feel like the people that I'm drawn to are people who um, take a lot of different things and like kind of create their own thoughts. Like I, I just like, you know, kind of like free thinkers. Yeah. So if it, if you, one thing that I just hate is like people who know that they're original don't have to say that they're original. Sure. Like people, <laughs> yeah. people who are on Instagram, <laughs> I'm a little like, slightly offended cause I call myself creative and my friends call me a disruptor, <laughs> but people <laughs> but like besides I that. people who are like, Oh, we're built different. For sure. You know, like uh, it's yeah. like, I like it's okay to understand that you are, but that shouldn't be your marketing. Is like we're, we're different. We're so different. It's like, like eh. it's like picking your own nickname. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one
0: and same thing <laughs> though. Like, like not you should opp- never do that. Yeah.
2: Not opposite, but the same. And two, like just because I have my athletes squat doesn't mean that I'm not. Educated You know what I mean Just because yeah, we yeah. use the basics In the right way There's something so beautiful yeah. Of oh. doing the right things yeah. The right way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what I mean programming Isn't rocket science yeah. It's having these tools It's having the tools of exercise The tools of, of, of communicating With athletes Having these tools Of, of, of exercise variation mm-hmm. And how do we plot these out In the right weeks In the right months mm-hmm. In the right yeah. days So then now we have The Tuesday, Thursday to recover mm-hmm. We're going to throw on Saturday I don't want a shoulder to bust Or whatever mm-hmm. it might be And it's just a picket You know yeah. it's, it's not rocket science It's not different yeah. You hopping on a ball suit so ball doesn't make sense Make you fucking yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, and I think like, one benefit that we have as coaches, but also our facility has, is that we work with people at all levels of the spectrum. And so, we'll have a 13 year old in there and a guy who's like, you know, just made his debut in the big leagues, yeah. and he can look over at the guy, you know, that just made his debut in the big leagues, and he's like, he's hitting a dumbbell goblet squat, yeah, yeah, mm. like he's hitting the exact same thing as me, yeah, that's it's huge, that's, that's pretty crazy. Like, obviously, he's hitting it for a little bit heavier yeah. weights, <laughs> yeah, but it's important for them to understand that like the basics will always work. Like me, I've been training fairly fucking hard for my adult life and I could still go right now and pick up a heavy set of dumbbells and do a set of split squats. Like the most simple single leg exercise there is. And if I rip those things almost until I'm, you know, just about taxed tomorrow, I'm going to be sore. Sure. Right. Like nobody can avoid the basics working. And I think that's key for our athletes is like, we're not here to do, anything fancy like we're not going to blow your mind away but we're going to do exactly what works and we're going to make sure you're great at it like you are going to fucking crush a goblet squat by the time yeah. you're done training with us
0: my other question it was something that actually we got last week when we did a, a like live Q&A guy asked us like it at what age should kids start lifting yeah and I- should they have a coach and how who should their coach be, and how do you pick a coach, and yeah. and how do you motivate kids, and and the whole thing? And we we spent an, an episode talking through a lot of issues of, uh, around it. Some of it being like uh, like how involved is the parent? Period. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to know about sports, but you have to know about like what's
1: appropriate interaction
0: with your yeah. kid, and and is the kid going to get hurt or whatever. But anyway.
1: Well, I think it all comes down to, like, <clears throat> what you're actually doing. So, you know, if we don't have any, but if I were to get, like, an eight-year-old in there, I am de- I might lay down some foundational work, but, like, let's get the kid jumping off of a bot. Like, let's just get him moving, hanging off of, you know, or going to the playground and just, like, running yeah. around. Like, have them yeah. just have some fun. Um, really good dude. I, I
3: just looked him up so I could, you know, reference him. His name's Jeremy Frisch, and he – I found him, I was living in Boston, um, working for Cressy, and I had a day off, and I was like, I want to check out what other facilities are in my area. And so I looked up, you know, it, it was in Hudson, Massachusetts, or no, Clinton, Massachusetts, this random little town. And I went just to observe, and his the first group I saw was kids that were like 7 to 12, and all he did was set up like ninja warrior obstacle yeah, courses cool. and the kids loved it. Oh One, like the training intensity is so high cause you're getting kids to just compete and have fun. But also like that's all kids need. Like yeah. we have parents come in with like 10 year old kids are like, well we'll use a little Timmy again. <laughs> well, I have a little Timmy and you know, he's he's far advanced for his age. Like yeah, I'm telling you every, every time this kid You think baseball is parents are the time. worst this my buddy kid, Kyle
2: thinks baseball parents are the worst. Yeah. You and then that? we
3: bring the kid in and this kid can't squat, can't do a push yeah. up, literally can't move for his entire life, and the parents are like, "This kid's a second coming." Like he is. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what you're seeing, but your kid is not very athletic at all. Like let's, make, let's just taking Have an you off seen an optometrist? Have you had? You ever an think eye about exam.
1: chess, <laughs> <laughs> Chess, well, video games are a thing. Well, we actually just started a youth program. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Um, a week ago. Yeah. So literally Tuesday. You know we we're doing some fun things with them. You know we're having them move. We're getting some foundational movements in. Um, so obviously we're not going to kill these kids, yeah. right? So like afterwards, one of the parents you know comes up and we're talking. He's like, "My kid isn't like drenched in sweat." And I'm uh, <laughs> that's an like Instagram thing too. Though. And I <laughs> actually and I actually started laughing, and then he was serious, and, I was like, oh, no. and, I, and then I kind of like puckered <laughs> yeah. up, and I was like, oh. <laughs> And then I had to tell him, like, okay, so... so so This is how our cooling system works. This is how exercise works. So this is the first week he's been here. I'm not going to murder your kid. And so you you have to talk to the parents, like, no. Okay, so this is how things work. You know, I'm not going to just... tear your kid down
0: they're gonna pay you based on how
2: many ounces of sweat
1: (laughs) yeah like that's adults too (laughs) right
2: like it's not a good workout unless i'm sweating like bro i can make you sweat doesn't mean (laughs) we're gonna progress it doesn't mean you're gonna get stronger or better at what you're doing like well the funny you want to hop on a salt bike for an hour like (laughs) you got better at nothing yeah the
3: funniest thing is like when we get parents who are like that you know like (laughs) want their kids to just get absolutely crushed in the workout and then they're like on their phone in the yeah, corner yeah. for an hour. I'm like, bro, you're sitting in a gym telling your kid that physical fitness is important, and yeah. you're you're literally sitting for an hour straight. I'm like, I'll hop, I'll, you can hop on us all <laughs> back too. Like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see who's sweatier yeah. at the end of the session. So it's just weird how parents. How does that work <laughs> with? Uh- because
2: parents are probably highly involved when you're dealing with even high school yeah. kids. What's the youngest you kind of deal with? Thirteen ish. Right now, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: 11, 13, yeah eleven.
2: Yeah, eleven. Obviously, not a different world, different series than a kid who's junior is pretty good and mm-hmm. trying to go to college. Um, but parents play a big role. Ugh. So again, going to coaching, running your own business, you're mm-hmm. not just worried about strength and condition. You're not just worried about the kids being faster, stealing bases, IQ, education. Mm-hmm. They got to deal with these parents. Who either think their kid's really good yep. and he sucks yeah. or or the, or the kid is good and the parents just on your ass all day yeah. um how have you kind of navigated that i'm sure it's probably a learning process you yeah. know
1: luckily we haven't had to deal with much parent interaction obviously when they first sure. come in yeah but we've heard you know sometimes parents will sit there in the facility and like coaches have to regulate if parents are allowed in the facility yeah. while their child is training or not yeah. because it gets kind of crazy like I have had you know, I have had one time like a parent um is in the facility and the athlete is training and I kinda see some weird like interaction going on. He's kinda sitting there like Oh no. Looking at her <laughs> <it>. like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, like hey, like, like Let's some, some ammonia. Yeah. And this
3: girl was <laughs> this girl can, was twelve. Oh no oh. And you
1: can tell you can tell <laughs> oh, she's kinda sitting God. there like Okay. Like looking at yeah. him, Okay. All right. <laughs> that's sad. We're laughing, but that's so sad. No, it is. <laughs> imagine what they're
2: like when you aren't around. Exactly. Yeah. No, and it is. That's and so I kind of, I almost kind of blocked him yeah. the, whole, the yeah. whole
1: rest of the session, you know, yeah. like th- with my back so she couldn't, sure see him because i'm like yo i just want her to have fun like i
2: want her to want to come back even as a pro level like if your dudes aren't enjoying training they're not going to train yeah Yeah. they're gonna they're fucking 22 they're making millions of dollars they'll just say like no i'm good yeah (laughs) like like they're adults they make a decision so if you can't get a kid going back to just the playground as a fresh, that Mm -hmm. name sounds kind of familiar i don't know why but yeah just like having them move Mm -hmm. having them play dodgeball like I, i don't know what this Current state is, but I know physical education across the nation is getting taken away slowly. Like, yeah, so like, I wonder why we got every kid has ADHD now. Like, my school, I'm lucky that we got a bunch of activity. Mm We go outside, and almost every class we do something physical. Still ended up with ADHD. Imagine these (laughs) poor kids that have to sit at a desk all day. You know, they're fucked. And and then, again, to the the little Timmy who can't be athletic, maybe his parents haven't even allowed him to play. They only sent him to basketball practice, and that coach is shitty. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he never had someone teach him how to squat. Maybe he's the best squatter or the best lateral movement in the world. Maybe he does throw really hard, but if he hasn't, someone... Actually, care about him having fun, yeah. learning, or teaching him. Yes, it sounds so stupid to many people maybe listening. Hopefully, you guys don't think I'm stupid. Uh, but teaching someone how to run. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily meaning the 40 and, and mm-hmm. just how to pump your arms a little bit, you yeah. know, how to get both your feet off the ground a little yeah. bit, you know, how to get your knees a little bit higher than you might do when you're walking mm-hmm. or jogging. Some of those things are just not around if your parents aren't athletes, if they're yeah. on their phone eating Reese's pieces in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. how, do we, how do we teach those kids how to do that monkey bars? You talk about a playground.
3: Mm-hmm. Like- yeah. Well, it, I think we were talking to Paul for Brits, and he made a great point. He was like, I think it should be mandatory that every youth sports organization makes kids do a training camp before the season, where it's like for two to three months, you have to just do physical education. Sure. And, like, a great example of that is if you have a kid playing water polo, he has to know how to swim before he can play water polo. Yeah. Yeah. A kid literally can go out to a baseball practice and not know how to run because yeah. there's a lot of kids that have zero clue how to run. Yeah. And they can just go out there and start
0: That's throwing so as hard <laughs> as they
3: can and swinging a weighted bat as hard as they can. And it's like – I remember going into little league and it was the first day of practice. They were like, all right, long toss. Like mm-hmm. you go out. <laughs> Let's see who's going to be our pitcher. <laughs> yeah. for the year. Yeah. 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 And it's <laughs> it's like, that's because they have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Sure. And It's, I don't know how you make it to where people are educated enough to actually provide kids with that opportunity. But like kids got to learn how to move. And if it's not happening in school, where is it going to happen? That was yeah. our
2: big topic. The last time is like, it's a resource thing. It's obviously so institutional that we can't really attack it, money wise. And who's coaching? I coached high school basketball for four years, mm-hmm. and I made less than three grand four years yeah. combined. Yeah, it's forty hours a week, right? And I think I'm a decent coach yeah, for basketball, but I can't make a living off that. Yeah. And so now, take that to seventh, eighth grade, sixth grade, whatever it might be who's coaching? Yeah, Well, the dad that cares the most or the dad mm-hmm. that has the most time. Maybe maybe the wealthiest dad because he can take time off work or yeah. whatever it might be. Hopefully, it's someone cool, at least personality-wise, but it doesn't mean he's qualified to teach him any, mm-hmm. anything, let alone yeah. the sports specific, mm-hmm. which we're not even at yet. We're talking yeah. about running. Yeah. We're talking about tying your damn <laughs> shoes. But, but then all the important things, the culture, the yeah. communication, the friendship, mm-hmm. the camaraderie. Um, and I have no answer. I wish I had a freaking answer, but it, we just don't have resources. We don't have money. We don't have time. America's mm-hmm. like hardest-working country in the nation by hours, probably not by effort. Uh <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of desk people not doing much. But you know what I mean? Like, everyone's just working all the time trying to make money because it's expensive yeah. to live here. So how do you get a good coach to be even those training camps? Yeah. Genius. That would be amazing. Like, my high school, I had a really good uh, mentor, my, my coach, Dean Stark, and, and, and we'd start running because you're not allowed to be on the court. You mm-hmm. know, we'd start running as a team, do some push-ups as a team, just basic stuff to yeah. build the teamwork and build your capacity so then we can go – do what we have to do with the ball, but for a kid to do the monkey bars again. Mm-hmm. To play, what's that stupid game? Tetherball. Yeah. yeah. To play tetherball. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not super athletic, but you need a little hand-eye coordination. You yeah. got to kind of laterally move, and you got to not get hit by this volleyball. Yeah. You know, that's a start. Yeah. <laughs> but I bet you there's probably not even tetherballs on a, on a campus anymore. No, it's
3: yeah, too dangerous. I don't think all, Yeah, Yeah, yeah. You I actually... I messed myself up on a tether ball. I'm like, because they're hard. Grade. They're yeah. like, they're not even volleyballs. I don't think they're yeah. harder than a volleyball. <laughs> you remember you could do like ropey and like grab, yeah. grab the rope and yeah. s- swing that thing. Yeah. I remember ropey swung <laughs> that thing and it came right back around oh. square in the nose yeah and i remember just bleeding all over the place. it might have
2: been like a water polo ball for some reason yeah no it's, it's really, really hard. hard yeah it's, it's hard for some reason yeah. <laughs> i think it's way hard because volleyballs are kind of soft yeah i yeah. don't know what the this fuck had that had thing no is give. yeah well that's it that's, that's cement in it for all we know
3: that's one thing i'm always confused about is like we're so we push on our youth so strongly like sports are important you yeah. have to learn how to work in a team you have to be Athletic, you have to like work on these. Mm -hmm. That's really important for growth. And then the second you turn eighteen, it's not important anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I I guess there's you know recreational leagues, but it's not like a a cultural thing where people are pushed into staying athletic and being in athletics into adulthood.
2: And I do think that's where something like a CrossFit, and we don't have to get into the methodologies or the politics, but that's something I think is amazing. Yeah, because uh, it's competitive. It's competitive, you have friends, you can share a bar and that's where we found powerlifting and our friends because uh, similar thing, we took an individual sport and I don't like competing in powerlifting but I like the process of the training and yeah. could we use the same, d- our bench session today, mm-hmm. I know so much about you from a half an hour conversation, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to mention the things we covered here, that's <laughs> that's X-rated for Patreon, <laughs> uh, but we, we we covered so many topics Only fans Of, 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 our, of our life Of our opinions on things yeah. Whether it be politics Or this and that You know And you yeah. can just do that And bench Neither of us once Got mad what, You know you, you, yeah. you, And we both played sports So it's a little easier Just to communicate mm-hmm. We're in strength and conditioning So we already have A couple commonalities But you can do that With people you, you know nothing about Yeah mm-hmm. And you don't get along And you're on opposite side Of this stupid red blue game We're playing You're on different sides <laughs> Of God No God That we're playing You're on different yeah. sides Of taxes No taxes Whatever yeah. it might be And you can still lift Really well together. Mm -hmm. You can still get along and adrenaline's already going. Maybe we can... You know, I would love for... Dare I say it? <laughs> Biden and Trump, <laughs> just just to grab a little bench session together. Maybe they have a couple cronies hanging out, loading the weights, doing some liftoffs, and maybe we could get some shit done in this world and be more friends. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. No, but it, it was a I nice se- sentiment. Nice. I don't think it's. You can edit it out if you want. <laughs> but, but I think I think it would be nice. I
3: think it it'd be really nice. A good picture. Yeah, I think I, I would just love both in gray sweatsuits. If we have any artists out
2: there,
1: draw me a literal picture.
2: Of of them just spotting each other happy. <laughs> they're only wearing gray. No reds and blues.
1: Just gray. They're not allowed to wear any colors. It's just like gray. high school.
2: Just the groove fit. And they're yeah. just lifting off, smiling, hitting PRs together. <laughs> that's all I want. That's all I want in 2020 uh, world.
3: That's awesome.
2: I don't even know how to touch that. I don't either. We can move on from that. I thought I'd dive in and dip right out. <laughs> Water's too cold. <laughs> we'll go elsewhere. Water's too weird. Back to back to kids coaching. All right, let's leave them with some good tips here. Some hot tips. Some hot takes. What is a way? Uh, something where we talked off air about uh, strength and conditioning just not being that different by sport. Now yeah. there are some specifics and maybe some things. You know, you're a little bit more rotational in a baseball mm-hmm. than maybe if you're a football lineman, but it doesn't mean you don't need any rotation in football you're going to have yeah. to laterally move uh upper body different than your lower body what are some basic tips to get a little bit more explosive whether you want to first step speed uh jump a little bit higher cuz mm-hmm. again there are some people in their 20s that aren't necessarily playing competitively but they still have a goal to dunk but yeah. they still you and I were talking about it, like how do you train like i'm really bad shape right now but i do want to get back into being able to touch the rim without breaking my back yeah. you know i'm getting older and yeah. we got you know so how 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 are some easy tips besides the basic squat bench dead get a little bit stronger always helps what are some
3: things that you guys utilize to maybe uh, get first step going I would say one like fill the buckets that you don't necessarily have so like if you do lack on you know just basic strength like definitely just dominate the basics there Um, I would say never stop training like an athlete and that does not mean go and like run sprints right off the bat like if you went and ran 10, 50 yard sprints right now. You'd be picking my hammy off the (laughs) pavement. (laughs) You'd be demolished. But if you progress it slowly and intelligently, like every person should be able to run. Every person should be able to sprint. And so, um, get a coach who understands how to progress into athletic movements and make sure you're always doing that and like prioritizing that. So, I mean, keep it very simple, jump, sprint, run, crawl, whatever it is. Um, but like we have people who, you know, are 40 years old and they haven 't ran in fifteen yeah. years, right, yeah. and like at some point that 's going to catch up with you and so my job as a coach is like let 's get you to a base layer where that 's going to be healthy and safe for you, but then you know continue to dominate that and then, as far as like a more elite athlete. Obviously like it's like a tube of toothpaste like if we take like a 40-year-old and we just get him a little bit stronger and like maybe work on some mobility and you know get you working a little bit more athletically like we can get gains pretty much anywhere we push on that tube of toothpaste yeah. with an elite athlete it's like the rolled up tube of toothpaste where you got to like really squeeze you it You don't want to go to the store though. You don't want to <laughs> buy another <laughs> fucking tube. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that noise. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, maybe Keep on Amazon Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> with them you have to be a little bit more intricate and like detailed in the way that you um, stimulate their body to get a, an adaptation but really, it comes down to like, you're going to get good at what you do a lot. So if you think something is important, do it all the time, right? Like I think for our athletes, it's really important for them to be able to jump and sprint. I'm going to do that three times a week and I'm going to do that intelligently and like progress that, but it shouldn't be something where we do it. Like, like if it's important doing it twice a month, like we talked about, it's all about like how much are you actually getting that stimulus? If you're not getting it a lot, don't expect an adaptation.
2: Sure. And for you, your athletes in particular, uh, what do you find is most common that they're probably just not strong enough?
3: It depends on the age. I would say so at an early age, kids are just weak, just straight up weak, and they can't have any stability. Like, I love the saying, you can't shoot a cannonball out of a canoe. Like, (laughs) don't (laughs) expect a kid to um, be able to throw 90 miles an hour if he can't brace his core and, yeah. like, have a stiff trunk. Body
2: weight or, squat in a proper line. Yeah, so yeah.
3: I would say that is probably where, at that age, it's, like, just allow them to create a decent amount of stiffness in their body, like, be able to brace. When we get into, like, college-age groups, depending on where that kid has – um, gone with his training. If they do have a training age, like let's say a kid we're touching him for the first time when he's a senior and he does actually have a training age. Majority of that training age is going to have been spent on max strength. Sure. So we need to fill in the bucket of like him actually being able to u- utilize that strength and do it in an explosive manner. So I think that's where we go. Um, and then it's like when you are talking about an, an elite athlete, like we have a lot of guys who naturally throw 95. Yeah. He like, we have a guy who did not start pitching until his junior year of high school started throwing and a year later he was throwing 95. That guy throws 95. His name no is Mike. <laughs> 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 and, and that kid the first time we saw him couldn't pick up 225 on a trap bar. Right. Like we didn't try to force him to. Yeah. But he's got a but cannon. Yeah, and so with a guy like that, um you keep him healthy. Right. Like it, it, yeah. don't be a dipshit and like it doesn't matter if he squats 600 pounds or not. It truly does not matter. Like get him a little bit stronger. So his body's more robust and resilient. But then at the end of the day, your job is to keep him on the field. He throws 95.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah makes sense I know that uh, Nolan has a heart out he used to go class at two o'clock and it's we'll 140 so uh, we'll why wind, we'll wind this one up but uh, we definitely will have you guys back you guys are close in town here and maybe we can get all three of you in at some point yeah. on the weekend it's tough yeah
3: <laughs> yeah, I yeah
1: bet.
0: that's
2: the life you guys work seven days a week you guys try to come
0: only Only five hour? yeah <laughs> that's good that's good yeah, yeah. That's good. It, we try awesome. to
2: keep
1: weekends pretty yeah
2: open. and if it's the an athlete or a kid schedule too to go to Monday Friday yeah. Yeah, yeah. makes yeah. sense uh, you guys want to plug away social medias websites where people can contact you to throw hard,
3: yeah. So we're at Hyper Thrive Athletics on Instagram. I'd say that's our most um, easily accessible way to get to us. We all three are connected to it, so we're very good about cool. getting back to people on that. So, yeah, at Hyper Thrive Athletics. But appreciate you guys having us on. It was a blast.
2: That was fun, man. Yeah, so, love, uh, love talking shop,
3: yeah. We'll do it again for sure. Sacramento, Sacramento, and Roseville. and Roseville. So, we've got a location in Sacramento and one in Roseville. So, if you're in that area, hit us up. No,
0: appreciate for all you guys. international folks. Um, uh, Sacramento is five, six hours from LA. We're not We're not close. We're <laughs> not in LA. We're kind of close to San Francisco. <laughs> but yeah, hour and a half. But yeah. anyway, go on.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you share this thing on Instagram. It helps to grow and we'll, we'll send it right back out, retweet you. Uh, I'm Silent Mike. Follow 3rd Street Barbell on Instagram, 50%. Facts on Instagram, both 3rd and 50 are numbers. numbers. <laughs> Rating and review. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'm at DJ McDean on all the social media and we
0: will catch you next time.
3: Boom. Too easy. Thanks, boys. Yeah.